Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Rays won't stop. We got some catcher walk-offs, ejections. Harper gonna play first. Woo! Let's talk some baseball. Oh my. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented to you by Seat Geek, the geeks of seats. Code Talking will get you $20 off your first purchase at Seat Geek. It's the easiest app to use. Uh, green bubble means good. Buy it. Red bubble means maybe think about it. You're not getting the best deal right now. Um, and, you know, go see a game. Maybe uh, go see a game in New York. Go see. Uh, Go see who they're playing. Oh, Minnesota. They've had a lot of good success against them. Uh, yeah, they have, huh? And sometimes things change, but not at SeatGeek. Code talking. $20 off your first SeatGeek order. Trevor, I'll, uh, I'll give it to you. How are you? Jake, the only constant in this world is change. These ain't your daddy's twins. How many times have you heard that? Joe's texted me yesterday. Yeah. And this is not going to be in this show because it's a different series. Uh, but as we know, the Twins beat up on the Yankees last night. Yeah. And Joe's text me said, make it stop, Trev. Make it stop. Yeah. And I said I said that to him. I said, this ain't your daddy's Twins. He goes, man, I heard that so many times. But it's a little different this year. Carlos Correa said, I'll take a few games off and I'll come back yeah. for that New York series and throw up that nine spot in the first. Anyways. It's a shame we can't talk about it more. It's a shame we can't talk about everything that went on series. in the series. Might come up on Monday. <laughs> Anyways, I am doing great. It is Friday. The weekend is upon us. Yeah. Um, I'm excited, man. There, there, there was a lot of fun stuff that has gone on during the week. I, I'm just all about baseball right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's the pitch clock. I don't know what it is, but it's it's become it's become a little bit more fun for me to watch. It that has. I, I don't. I know we kind of talk about that every episode, but I'm just kind of shocked that you know April 14th. You know, I'm still kind of like, uh, usually it's opening week and then it's like, okay, we got the, the season. Let's mm. like get through it. But now I'm like looking forward to watching all these games. I really am, man. Do you feel the same way? I, I think I had the first realization and I was talking with Dalton who's doing stats with us that like, you know, every starting pitcher coming through for the third time, like Corbin Burns went out and shoved and it was like, okay, yeah. you know, Shh. this, this Corbin Burns is back. Like. You know, you're. I'm sorry. Um, yes, if the question is, am I enjoying the baseball season? Yes, except for like 30 minutes last night where your twins. I mean, we can't talk about it. <laughs> we just can't talk about it. It just wouldn't stop. Um, Trev, I did. Before we get into it, we're going to burn the games, uh, focus on some of the big topics. Uh, I did want to ask you because I. You know, A, pitch clock, you talk about being on the other side of that, whether you're either one of the teams or in the broadcast booth. You know, that game last year had a chance to wander on for three hours, 45 minutes, and it's still, you know, can at least you have that now. But I guess you've probably been on both sides of the table. If you go down and one of those first innings happens and you're down six, seven, eight, nothing, I mean, can it be tough both ways? Like, is, is like, your brain has to, you don't view the game the same way, right? 
I mean, it depends on what side you're on. If you're um, on the side that scores nine runs and you're one of the guys that already got a knock in the first inning, the rest of the game is gravy, baby. Yeah. Now you go for the now you go for the homer. You didn't hit one in the first inning. You got your knock though. Now let's get some extra base hits. That's how you feel. Yeah. Um, pitchers they kind of relax a little bit more, let their defense kind of work. Uh, on the other side, if you're down nine runs, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I had been part of a lot of games where you start down and you have to work your way up. It just makes everything so much more stressful. You're in the dugout saying, man, we'll just chip away, guys. A lot of game left. Let's get one here. Well, it's like, fuck, we got to get one here and then four <laughs> somewhere yeah. and then three more. And then we also got to stop them from scoring. Yeah. So it's it's just those games kind of suck, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. I If you have no idea and you're listening to the show, Yankees 11 in the first is their biggest – Blowout in the first inning. It was nine, right? Nine in the first. It was um yeah. it was their big most runs given up in the first inning since two thousand. Like twenty three years. Um that was crazy. So yeah, and I was going through the players' emotions on both sides and I'm like, this is bizarre. Like, you know, almost like the twins I guess you spun it in a good way for me because I was like, are the twins miserable for the rest of this game? Like if you're a pitcher using your bullets in this game. But no, like you're saying Go out and let it eat, and if if yeah. you get some more pie, it's a good thing. Yeah, and you know the only bad thing is sometimes when you're up that much, uh, you know the the base coaches are real protective of the runners, mm. and you'll hit like a double, and the guy will like barely uh. get to third base <laughs> or a single for the guy in second. You're like, bro, can you... I need the ribby. He scores standing, bro. We can't be disrespectful. <laughs> the pitchers. Oh, you think a pitcher is not trying to strike you out in a tie game? But we gotta be we gotta be uh cognizant of his feelings when we're up too much. Gosh, man. Trev, I uh sorry. I love all of that. And I was love that I I woke up with a wry grin this morning, knowing that you had pretty good ammo on me all episode. Because <laughs> the twins just fucking Embarrass the Yankees like they hadn't in 23 years. So, um, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. Boogie that shit, man. Woo! And Trev, it's a good thing we can't talk about that Twins-Yankees game because the Twins took two out of three from the White Sox. Uh, and that's what we need to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> White Sox tried to give away the game they won. Uh, twins scoring all their runs after errors in the inning, uh, but they hold on to it. Hanser Alberto, Trev, your boy boy yeah. doing it. But that's all the White Sox we got pretty much because a fun game too, a back and forth first inning. Luis Robert ties it in the ninth, but your Twins come back and win, and then they do it again on the final game. No Correa and Kyle Farmer, scary. Hit by a pitch in the face. He has to go, like, straight out of there. Absolute chaos. Twins win the series, and Trev, they haven't lost the series. I think we talked about that a little bit. This series, I don't know, man. My Yanks were in it, and Guardians fans, Chris Rose's Guardians, sound off in the comments. I don't know. It's kind of a, yeah, the Yankees came out. Big number. First inning of the first game. Looks like they're going to put up a six. They don't. Guardians come back, and then they shut it out the rest of the way. It's 3-2. Guardians win. Weird game. Yankees blow out game two. Cole and the boys, they put up 11. Big number. 
and then a little comeback win by the Yanks that final game that allowed them to enter the We Haven't Lost a Series Club. Franchi Cordero season? Have they tapped into something? Um, weird one. Go check out Talking Yanks. And go check out your Baltimore Orioles because they can score in a hurry. You might hear about Ryan Mountcastle's 9-RBI day. You might hear about Adley Rushman's walk-off homer to win it in the final game of the series for them to take three out of four games against your Oakland Athletics. The A's, uh, they won that third game. Brent Rooker getting another look for the Oakland Athletics, putting up some big numbers. I turned Canadian for a second there. Orioles, they can score in a hurry. They uh, they changed my mind a little bit. Rays sweep the Sox. Oh, my. They won't stop. They do it every different way. one nothing in the first game. Brandon Lau. A lot of people not happy I didn't put him on my top 10 second baseman list down in Tampa. Uh, they win 1-0. And then the rest of the series, they do it the other way, Trev. 7-9-9. That's what they score, including the comeback in that third game. Oh, by the way, Taj Bradley, one of their prospects, he makes his debut. He looks nasty. Uh, Four-game sweep of the Sox. It's uh, it's hitting Looney Tune time in Tampa. The Texas Rangers take two out of three from your Kansas City Royals. Royals, man, really struggling to hit early on this season. They get it going in the last game, uh, and Vinny P starting to put it together. But, yeah, they lose 11-2 to the Rangers in that first game. The Heen Dog. Got cranking, breaking records uh, while the boys were bopping on the other side. And then Jonah Heim walk-off. Catcher walk-offs. Former Daisy Petal winner. Jonah Heim in the 10th uh, gets it done for them. Thick-necked Josh Young with a big day at the plate in that one, too. Oh, DeGrom. Didn't even mention him. Seven innings, nine Ks, two earned runs. Okay. Your Blue Jays keep rolling, Trev. Two out of three from the Tigers. It's what you'd expect. Tigers making some headlines for the wrong reasons. We're going to talk about Javi Baez's running goof or gaff. You sound off in the comments. How about Kevin Kiermeyer showing off that new wall and showing off that high testosterone that he's going to bring to the boys up north this year? Man, it all clicked in my head after watching that highlight. Uh... Bo Bichette with a big play and the second one that helped dictate the game. Uh, Tigers are sad and sending messages. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And that's what happened in your American League. Trevor Plouffe, the standings as they lie. Rays, 13-0, buddy. Uh, the 8-5 and <laughs> and 8-5 and Yankees and Jays. 7-6 uh, and six O's and the 5-8 and eight uh, Boston Red Sox, the AL, those standings feel a little real. The Twins are 9-4. and four. Let's go. Guard Dog 7-6. and six. The rest are under 500. White Sox, Royals, and Tigers. Texas Rangers and Angels are both 7-5. and five. Astros are 6-7. and seven. The 5-8 and eight Seattle Mariners and the 3-10 and 10 Oakland Athletics. Uh, Trevor, like I mentioned, you know, we'll, we're going to clip few of the series and some of the big topics. I think we have to go back. Razor, Razor now 13-0, and and I think your giggle gives it away, man, that that's silly. <laughs> uh, that's silly. 
I'm on the their baseball reference page right now, and what I like to do like during the season is go to a team's page, click on schedule and results, and it kind of just goes through the splits, uh, the teams, the divisions, you know, um, game by game schedule. It's so pretty right now for the Rays. Mm. It's all one thousand. Yeah, sixty-seven positive run differential through thirteen games. Like th- these games haven't even been close. And like you said, like they'll win the one nothing game because they have the pitching to do it. But they'll but they're swinging the bats, dude. Like they're yes. hitting the crap out of the ball. And that was the one thing we kept saying going into the season. Like, are they gonna hit enough? Like we know they're gonna play D. You know, they got a couple guys in there that can bop it a little bit, but like one through nine, are they gonna do it? They are saying, What what were you guys even talking about? Of course we're going to do it. And man, it's been so impressive to watch. 13 and 0 they go up into Toronto now I believe and I mean you got Barrios who hasn't been the ace that I thought he would become you could see them doing all right especially with Rasmussen on the on the bump then they get Kikuchi and then they have three interesting ones in a row after that it's Manoa Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm looking here. Like, I, I could see how they might lose one of these games. But against Benoit, they got Shane McClanahan pitching. So, like, that's an equalizer. This team, I mean, they're going to lose eventually. But right now, they look so good that it's hard to look at the schedule and actually imagine it, right? Like, yeah. Usually you can look at a series and say, okay, I think they're probably going to win two or three or, you know, there's a, there's a tough one. They just match up so well. You talk about, you know, putting up Manoa against them, but then they have the answer right there. So it's it's been very, very impressive. Bullpen, starters, offense, defense, every freaking thing is clicking. And I hope, like, we continue to talk about the Rays like this. Mm. And it's not just like, oh, remember when they started 13-0 and and now they're just kind of floundering? They, uh, I hope we all took the over. I'll say oh, that. God. I don't know if we did or not. God, I hope so. Might need to check on that PED because, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's like that ticket, cash that ticket out. Cash um, the ticket already. Uh, DraftKings is offering buybacks on it. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> Trev, uh, and dude, think about this. Like, even the other thing the Rays have always been good at, but it's feeling a little different this year. And hey, 13 and 0 will make anything feel different. But Alec Manoa. Um, you know, in previous years, lefties hit a lot better off of them. Uh, lefties are hitting off of Manoa well this year. There's less, sh- less shifting. Um, you know, there, some people thought he could be a little bit of a regression candidate. That Guess what? If, if you need lefties, if you need righties, like the Rays will come at you yeah. however they want. And they've got that empowered player mentality uh, that it's scary. And uh, it goes with their pitching that is constantly there. I mean, Jeffrey Sprinks. Goes on the IL. Think about how much we've been saying his name uh, to start this year. I mean, they follow him out of the pen. Some guy makes his debut, and he shoves down the Red Sox throat. I think there's a few things that can be true. I think this Rays team looks like they're really good. I, you know, I, I think we thought they'd be good. They look really good. Sure. Um, do I think there was an easy schedule? Yes. But to go 13-0, and 0, I... That's different. Like if if you go ten and three, that's an incredible stretch of baseball. If you go uh, eight and eight and five, that's solid. Uh, okay, I'm getting too far away from it. What they're doing is gross. Um, and I'll say this: 
the hitting is what can make it different, Trev. Because we've yes. seen raised teams pitch. We've seen raised teams play defense. The hitting can make it different. And I do want to see these upcoming tests. And it could be a little unfair, but that's where we're at in the season. Because if the Red Sox are anything this year, it's going to be led by their offense. I think that's what anyone would tell you. So if you're still going through these teams, the pitching they've faced is not your highest quality. It doesn't take away from what they've done, but let's see, let's see how they do against some of the big boys coming up. And by the way, I'm not saying like I'm betting on the other guys. <laughs> I just want to see what it looks like. I'm looking at some of these stats. I misspoke. 67 positive run differential is not even right. Baseball reference hadn't updated it yet. It's actually 71. Thank you. So there you go. Through Thank 13. You. Thank you, Sarah Langs on MLB.com. Uh, this is my favorite stat of it, okay? Because I don't think we think about the Rays as a power-hitting franchise. We really haven't. No. I mean, when's the, when's the last time we thought about the Rays as being bombers? Never. Except when G-Man Choi faces Garrett Cole. Yeah. You could have talked about that a couple years ago, but he's not on the team. He's with my guy, Bay. So we'll talk about that later. They are hitting homers. 32 home runs through 13 games. They have hit, excuse me, 32 home runs, and they've only allowed in 13 games 30 runs. They've hit more home runs than they've given up total runs. Yeah. Think about that. That is that's the difference for me, because you can get out to a hot start with some of your guys and you know string together some runs, couple singles, couple doubles. But when you're, hit, when you're hitting the ball over the fence, ain't no defense for that. And that's really, I mean, talk about a, a, an analytical view of the sport. Let's pitch. Let's strike these dudes out. Let's play a little bit of defense and let's hit homers. That's the analytical dream, and they're doing it right now. And they're 13 and 0. I mean, fuck, dude. And Trev, think about how often we talk about, you know, whether it's Joe Madden or the race front office, and now they run the Dodgers too, like all, all the guys. The other thing that has to happen, players have to ball out. Brandon Lau, Yandy Diaz, Randy, Wander Franco. Um, I mean, Paredes. Like, know the guys on the race, because they're the ones doing it. And they're nasty. You know, you're, you're not pointing at a shift. You're not pointing to a weird theory. You're not pointing at a clock that comes out of the bullpen. These guys are freaks, man. They throw from every different harm angle. No, dude, these guys are nasty at baseball. Could they lose every single game going forward and still be 500? It seems like likely. <laughs> I'm talking about in April. For the month? It's probably close, right? That's nuts. Probably play 26 games, just rest everyone. Don't even show I mean, up for I'd, a week. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Maroons Ooh. and the Gothams. Like yeah. I feel like we got to mention that those teams, and they've gotten more shine out of this than maybe the Rays. Right? Like, when's the last time someone said Maroons or Gothams, and all of a sudden every single episode we're talking about whoever's got the rights to those jerseys? I mean, they're slinging right. them right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, we got a fire Rays shirt in the shop. Yeah, shop.johnboymedia.com. That MLBPA thing has has done well for us. I think those uh the shirts are. Opens up the board a lot. Flames emoji. Flames. Interesting. Who came up with that idea? Um, okay. Only uh, took us three years. <laughs> you really you want to do that on the air? Um, <laughs> Trev, 
Uh, the other. Wait, this is hold on, hold on. What? Someone in the chat here on on our amp. If you want to like be behind the scenes and listen to us do really stupid stuff before the show, go amp. on amp and yeah. and join us. These people, our our guys here, were treated to some stuff that I I forgot we were on amp mm. before the show. Uh, Tom A says talking 1880s baseball with the Gotham's. We should do a segment where mm. we go into you know you get your 1880s voice on. Sure. And you, yeah, that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> And we talk about the Gotham's and the Maroons, maybe just a little bit of light on those two teams, because, you know, it's not fair that we don't highlight the individual players on those teams. Imagine the freaking names mm. that we could get from those rosters. I, I think next, I think next midweek we bust those out. Okay. I like that. Yeah. The Jimmy's and the Joes. Um, Trev, the other big AL topic before we chew through some of the series quick uh, Javi Baez, uh, hey, Tigers fans, welcome to the season. <laughs> um, tough tough time to join the party, but um, Javi Baez is running, loses tracks of the, track of the outs, gets doubled up, um, gets benched, and, you know, A, we haven't been talking a lot of Tigers since their, remember their first season with Hinch? Those resurgent Tigers that were coming up and Torkelson was on the way and they made moves in free agency, Erod and Baez. We haven't been talking about them a lot since then because it hasn't been pretty. Um, but, you know, Hinch, and he, had, he admits it, which we, I, I at least like that. He's like, you know, I benched Javi because I'm trying to send a message. You know, it's early in the season and that's not going to go down. Trev, I, you know, you're always going to run into one or two of these a year. Uh, I guess for this whole circumstance, where where are you at? It's interesting because Baez also had some quotes. He goes, I understand why it happened. and that, But he goes on to say, if, if I was raking and we were winning games, I wouldn't have been pulled from the game. And that's – it's an interesting <laughs> quote because it's true. Yes so, and no. Yes and no. No, it's it's true. It's one hundred percent true. It would it depend bad, obviously, in the way that they played the last couple of years, like you mentioned, and they're trying to set a standard there. And your best player, your most exciting player, like has to lead by example. So I understand where Hinch is coming from as well. But that quote from Bias, I mean, it's it's reality. Okay, like things are get put under a microscope when you're losing games and you're you're having tough seasons like this, and you're seemingly kind of. What's the term I'm looking for? Like swimming in place, running in. Okay, they ain't going anywhere right now. Right. I mean, they 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 can't find their footing in that organization. So look, Hinch has to do something about it. He probably was like happy that it was Baez because if it was some young kid, it doesn't have the same effect as it does if it's as if it's Javi Baez. So I'm kind of on both their sides here. Hinch has got to do something. I, I you know I'm not the biggest Hinch supporter. I don't like how he handled the Astro situation and this, this situation's like, I don't know. I don't know what this guy brings to the table that everyone loves so much. I, I just, I've never really figured that out. I know he went to Stanford, him and I are, you know, right. alums sort of, of that university sort of. shout out the tree. Um, I don't really have much on this. It's just, it's a sh- silly situation. I mean, bias, obviously you got to know the outs. I've fucked up though. And I didn't get benched. There was a time I was in Anaheim. Kevin Sully was pitching. One of my dear friends. I wanted to make every single play behind him because he was really nice to me. Shout out, Sully. And we, were, we went to turn a double play. I mean, it's Taylor made double play to end the inning. And I'm at second base. And I catch the ball, tag second, and I just kind of start to run off the field. Mm. I don't turn it. 
I thought there was two outs. I didn't get benched. And we weren't even playing that good. Right. So it's like, you know, these managers kind of pick and choose the times of when they do this. And this was definitely to send a message. Yeah. To try to instill the culture. We didn't really have that problem on our, that team, particularly. You know, we played hard and we did our best. This is a message. And I don't know if it'll be heard. I don't know, man. So these things are these things are strange, to be honest with you. Like throughout the clubhouse, like I think Hinge probably thinks he's sending this message is going to reverberate through everyone. But at the end of the day, it's like they're going to play another game tomorrow and or today. And if Javi Baez goes and fucking hits a home run, Hinch is going to give him a high five and they're going to hug and it's, everything's all good, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Trev, I do this for the joke, but, you know, Hinch, Hinch hasn't been as good of a manager with the Tigers for whatever reason. The team just isn't winning as much games as when he was the manager in Houston. Um you know, I it must be his man. Oh, must be his. That's been my take style. on managers this entire time. Like, you're if you're a good manager, you got good players. <laughs> yeah, no, and like, it's, that's that's it's it, a thousand bro. percent right. There's there's never been there no manager in the league could grab the Tigers or the A's or, no. or one of the, or the Nats right now and make them like win the division. That's that just ain't how it works. Like, I don't want I don't want to talk crap about Buck Showalter because I think he's a phenomenal person. Yeah. I really really like Buck, but it's right. like everyone's like, oh, Buck's the best. Well, you I mean just. Look at the roster you handed this guy. Right. I mean, come on, guys. I, I think, you know, over the course there of... There are certain things people do, yes. Yes, but... I, I think it can add and subtract a little bit. But yeah, you need a, you need a lot of the ingredients, to, you know? You, you can't just... I was going to make a cooking I, I, joke and I got out of there. <laughs> I will give it to Hinch because he did say it's not just about bias. They've, they've had some gaffes on the bases the last couple of games and it's it hasn't just been bias. Yeah. Like, they've been kind of messing up and his quote is it's not even really about hobby if you look at the last couple of series we've made a couple of mental mistakes and the one thing we control is our preparedness and our readiness i mean this is like straight from the manager's handbook yeah. i feel like i've heard that exact quote from a manager before so trev can i can i say something that's not helping the situation uh hmm. coming off of the offensive season they had last year as a team um okay. as ugly as it can get and you come out, and we're 13 games in or whatever, they are 30th in batting average, 30th in on-base, 30th in OPS, 30th in run score. There's 30 teams. Uh, the vibes ain't good. Uh, and I, I don't know what you do, because, Trev, if you, if you want another good laugh, I've dropped this over the, the offseason. You know, Javi Baez is not the most beloved guy in Tigers land right now. They gave him the big contract, and he hasn't performed, and the team hasn't performed. By war, and war's not everything all the time, he was their best player last year. So, like, and, you know, hey, Eric Haas in his 110 games, I think he's got a good argument. After him, nobody does. Uh, it's crazy how bad they were last year. It sucks that it's now leaked into this season. And, Trev, I don't know, man. I've got a little bit of World, uh, world Baseball Classic still in me. Just who Baez is and how he feels when he's playing and remember when he got traded to the Mets and he went nuts for those final 47 games? Feels like this is a guy that feeds off playing in, like, the intense environment. Like, he wants that. And it feels like he's as far away that as he can get right now that I don't know where this relationship is going. And hopefully it's an overreaction. And maybe Javi Baez has, uh, you know, an 800 OPS this year and, and puts in 
a nice year because it's just been 12 games. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting, like, squirrely. We might have to figure this out, and maybe Uncle Steve eats some money at the deadline and Ooh. brings him back or something. I think the Tigers will be up for that. I know that. Tigers uh, will be up for that. You know, every once in a while, we get a topic on Talking Baseball that I just know everything about. And I mm. feel so confident in what I'm saying. Playing ball on a bad team, I know all <laughs> about it, dude. What do you want to know? What do you want to know about Javi Baez and how he's feeling? I'm not saying I'm Javi Baez. I know no. it was. Okay. This guy's electric. He's got he's got the tools. And what I'll say about kind of it's tough to get up for games, man. When you're they know they're not gonna make the playoffs, dude. Think about that. Yeah. Like there's a handful of teams that know that. We know who they are. We don't have to go over it. We don't want to, you know, rain on everyone's parade, but they know they're not going to make the playoffs. Trev, so, I'll, I'll add, add a little fuel for you. Baseball, you can even have this littlest sliver of hope. Like I think the Pittsburgh Pirates right now are a right young now team they do. that yeah. are like, we can make the playoffs. This this Tigers team has zero belief in that. Okay, now you're going to make me name the teams that can't make the playoffs? No, 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 no. We don't okay, have to do I will. that. I'm just saying the emotion that sure. you unfortunately had to feel one year I'd have to imagine that is brutal. It's tough, man, because every single game, it becomes more about you than the team. And baseball really is a team game. And that's when it's really fun. And that's when you flourish is when you can like, hey, man, the pressure's not on me today. Like there's other guys that can pick me up or like, hey, like we won this game and we didn't even play our best baseball. The Tigers have to play their best baseball to win games or get extremely lucky. Yeah. And I've felt that before, man. Like, talk about getting up 9 nothing with the Twins. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing that one back up. Yeah. What I would have said back in the day, let's keep scoring, bro. Yeah, Nine might not be enough today. Let's keep going. That's a difficult place to be wow. as a ball player. Like, so I'm not giving excuses for Baez. Like, he's got to go play. They paid him a lot of fucking money, man. You got to go put up, you know, do your thing. I guarantee he'll say the exact same thing. But my experience with it is it's just – it's difficult, man. And we're only in April. Trev, Plus it gets to freaking June, July, and you're sitting and you're 20 games back, and it's like, holy crap, we have another three months of this of just getting beat down? It, it becomes very difficult to motivate yourself to – yeah, I mean, let's move on. I can't, Trev, I can't. No, I mean, You're in, bringing back bad in memories the nice, me. In the nicest way, like you are an expert in the field, and it's kind of unreal. Like it, you're <laughs> you're opening my eyes to a lot of things like – you know, the Yankees went down 9 nothing, but guess what? If they were playing the Tigers and the Yankees put up a 2 in the fir- in the first, I would have been like, okay. Yeah. You know, what? why don't oh, we yeah. put up another 2 and see what happens? Where if you're that other bad team and you think you think it can happen to you, sometimes it does, man, and that's uh that's one of the worst feelings in sports. Um Uncle Steve, take the bill. Throw him at third. Man. Take a couple prospects with them. Why not? Mm. Can I get some shout-outs to some guys in the other series before we get to the National League? Yeah, I guess uh, your twins quick. Uh, they haven't lost a series yet. Who, who deserves love over there? I mean, everybody, the entire roster, because they've already dealt with a bunch of injuries. I mean, Kepler has been out. Gallo, Polanco hasn't even played yet. Uh, Correa's had back spasms. Now Kyle Farmer's out. He got, I mean, snaps for Kyle Farmer. Because Jesus, he took dude. one to the face. And Lucas Giolito had a tough reaction to it. I mean, I, he he did not feel good about that. We love Lucas here. Um, but they the, the Twins have been doing it, man. 
Like their starting pitching has been good. They've been finding, you know, Michael A. Taylor has kind of stepped in and calling him mini Buxton. A lot of people are saying is mm. he's, we got Buxton at home is Michael A. Taylor, baby. So we love that addition. Um, Julian comes up and he makes his debut. He hits a homer last night. Like they they're bringing up some yeah. depth. And I think that's, you know, Miranda has been able to do some things. That's where the twins have faltered in the past is not enough depth. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, going into the season, looking at the roster, um, even our guy, you know, Sarah said it, this is, they're going to be relying on some depth and this is the best depth they've had in a while. So they've had to use it and tap into it already. And things have been going good. You haven't lost a series, opened the game last night with a series victory or um, playing four against the Yankees and they got game one. So Things are looking good. People are happy with the Twins. And I had a little test with Bally Sports North yesterday. Mm. It went very well. Mm. So I could be talking and glowing about these Twins pretty soon. That's that's crazy. I always, I always thought you kind of had a face for radio, but that's exciting. You know that's not true. <laughs> uh, Karen Shack, I kind of want to give a shout out to him in that series sure. against the Yankees. He had a big outing there and kind of went off and he even made Terry Francona say, Hey man, like I, I wanted to do that too. I don't know if Terry really means that or he's just got his guys <laughs> back. I'm not too sure there. That's a great answer by Terry. Cause you can't question it, but you just keep it moving. I, um, yeah, he, I don't. I was a. I was kind of like off Karen check, but I. I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, bro. Like, you really are this. Yes, ball. it's like genuine. It's some yeah. reli- some relievers make it up. That's James Karen check. There's no doubt. <laughs> like he scares me a little bit. Like, oh yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know, man. I just wanted to give him a shout out because I. That was pretty. It was intense, and sometimes when you see like intense things on the field, it gets you going a little bit. Got me going a little bit. <laughs> so it kind of like went right at Stanton, like right, like he's got you. Got to like, be a little off to like. I think Karen <laughs> Check is like would unfortunately be ready to throw fists with Stan, and I think <laughs> yeah, it would be unfortunate. Too. But I think Stan's like I'm okay. Up bro, until the moment, yes, Stan would be like, no, dude, I don't, I don't fight fucking nut jobs, man. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of money and a really good you life. Got I'm a okay. Blade in your shoe. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that series, go listen to talking Yanks. It, it was, it was a weird talking Yanks. It was a weird series. Guard dogs. We're, we're not going to put any pelts on our wall. We'll see you next time. Go uh, listen to baseball today. Not talking Yanks. Whatever. Happy, uh, happy for your twins. The Orioles. I think they're going to get some more love in a minute. Uh, cause they had some big boy performances. Wink, wink. Nudge. I nudge. do actually have something on the Orioles because Kyle Gibson, Hot. Leading the league and wins. Whoops. Texted me a picture of you at the Orioles home opener and says, wow, thanks for saying hello. Wow. I can't believe you didn't go say hi to Gibby. Old school talking baseball, friend of the pod, labor pods, Gibby. And you didn't even go say hi to him? I'm going to talk Orioles in a minute. And I didn't realize how many fences I have to mend. Yeah, you do, bro. You do. Shit. Right. Uh, okay. What else? We need to go through. Let's see if we got anything else. We talked about Tampa. I mean, Boston, you got to get it going a little bit here, boys. Yeah. Um, I, I have some pitching thoughts. I think I'm going to save them for later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, you ran, you <clears throat> ran into the bad guys right now and they don't, they're not ready to dance with them 
yet. I know Yoshida got her our our weird injury segment that appeared at the end of the show. Let's get rid of that. That's scary. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I don't I don't like that as of yet. Um, go Matt Chapman, yeah. AL Player of the Week the first week, still going off. Blue Jays are doing their thing. They look. I I I like the Blue Jays a lot. If it wasn't for the Rays, <laughs> yeah. You know, stealing the show. I think we'd be talking a lot more about the Blue Jays and what they're doing. Also, the I mean, the Yankees look pretty good too. Like the Rays are just. Hey guys, the Rays are more important than it's, your team. It's right a now. special <laughs> start. It's a special start. Um, and I think people Rays know. Lost yet? No shots fired at Rays fans. I think everyone knows we're not doing it for the clicks. Um, but good <laughs> for them, and it deserves to be talked about. Uh, Rangers beat up on the Royals. Like I talked about, they hadn't been hitting at all. Um, I don't know if they beat up on. They walked them off. One well, day, man, and that the, was they were down a couple runs and they came back. My boy Scott Barlow gave it up. The first game and all the hitting numbers were sad. The vibes were sad. But in that last game, Whit Melendez and Pasquantino, which if you're watching Royals games this year, that's why um, they do it. But yeah, how about Jonah Heim showing up? A little catcher walk off action. It was a bomb too. A yeah, slide it was piece. A pimp. Yeah. Like that, right. um, Trev. I think uh, well, you know, when we give out awards and stuff, I think we're gonna circle back on a few of these. Heen dog, I see you. Um, let's get through the National League. Yes. And speaking of teams that don't lose series, your Arizona Diamondbacks, America's team, the Galaxy's team. People are asking. They take two out of three from the Brew Crew, who are off to a strong start this season. Corbin Burns does his thing in game two, and Trev made it seem like you could hear about him later, uh, but nothing you can do when he's just being Miley Wade in the first game. Uh, gets rocked and lost uh, to Zach Allen, who uh, should have been on our side. Young draft. Trey Jameson gets his first start. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel is balling out. Uh, all these guys are balling out. There's speed everywhere, Trev. I don't know. People are drinking the Kool-Aid in the desert, and I might be one of them. Tori gets tossed uh, one day. That that was a that was a good one. Uh, maybe a breakdown coming off that. Gus Farland, don't throw that to Corbin Carroll. Get out of here. Snakes, two out of three. Marlins take two out of three, and a little bit of Marlins history, your first ever cycle. Trev, I saw you on baseball today. I had the same reaction. How is this the Marlins' first cycle? Unreal. Luis Arias, uh, why am I screaming? <laughs> he was their big trade acquisition this offseason. He gets it. He's in the history books for them. I was just screaming so loud. Uh, Phillies, 15 runs in that first game. On Sandy Day? Yeesh. Maybe that's why I was yelling. Uh, Marlins, they get the next two. Lazardo, and they win in 10 on the final game. Jorge Soler with a game-tying solo home run. Um, man, how about it, fishies? Phillies? What's going on up there? Bryce Harper playing first? That gets me going. Mets take two out of three from the San Diego Padres in the big city. Uh, Mets win the, the bread games while the Padres took the meat. Uh, 5-0 on Scherzer Day. Uh, and then 5-2 Snell versus McGill. Big Tyler McGill is out there twirling it again. Um, big game, uh, McNeil and Lindor 
in that first game. Uh, Bogarts, he's been hitting for the Padres. My word. Uh, Two-run homer in the ninth uh, in that second game, the game they win. Good for you, Mets fans. Go listen to Shea Station, Charlie Olive. Got some notes from him on the games. Braves sweep the Reds. Uh, Not shocked by the result, but all close games. Um, You know, we go to extras in that first one. Braves win 5-4, 7-6, 5-4. Three wins for the Braves. Three one-run wins. Uh, That's tough. Sean Murphy, walk off. Two-run ding-dong. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. A little bad news down there. Arcia, he hurts his wrist. He's going to be out. Um, man, Eddie Rosario in that last game. Trev, feel like we haven't talked about him in forever. Braves roll. Cardinals take two out of three from formerly my Rocks. Rockies won that first game. Trejo, Trejo's going. Montero. These aren't your father's Rockies. Get the ki- let the kids play, uh, but St. Louis, they come back in that second game. Arenado ties it up. Nolan Gorman with the pinch hit solo home run. My goodness. Jordan Walker keeps hitting Trev. Unreal. There's some storylines around this league. Hashtag this league and your Dodgers. They take two out of three from the Giants. We asked if they were going to turn it on. And Max Muncy has in a big way, and does he love playing the Giants? Some of the stats that were coming out about him versus them. Holy smokes. Urias drops it in the first one. Uh, Kershaw on the back end. Well, hey, how about the Giants shut him out in that second game to get the win? Um, and that's what happened in the National League. <laughs> Trev, your standings. Thank you. Oh, thank you. In the National League, the Braves are 9-4. and four. Shocker. feel like we haven't talked about them, and they're 9-4. and four. Mets are 7-6. and six. Marlins 6-7. Six and seven. The Phillies and the Nationals are both 4-9. and nine. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Brewers 9-4. The Pirates are 8-5. I wish someone bought their stock in their TPP and already trying to cash out of it. Cubs are 6-5. and five. Reds. Five and seven Cardinals, five and eight Cardinals. D-backs, eight and five on top of the NOS like we expected. Dodgers, seven and six. Padres, seven and seven. Giants, five and seven. Colorado Rockies, five and eight. Uh, Trevor, are you, uh, yeah. are you day trading the Pirates? Is that what's happening right now? You bought it low, selling high. I mean, I'd see what they were offering. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. <laughs> I'd see I'd what they it. were offering. Cash out. See what the cash out's offering. Um. Trevor, the biggest story in the NL, I mean, Ian Happ's contract extension. which I was going to say, we need to talk about our guy, Ian, getting 20 M's a year. How about it? Um, I called him nine-figure Ian because I thought it was going to be like a six- to seven-year deal. I put his AAV a little – I short-changed him on the AAV. He said, no, bro, I want to make 20 a year instead of 15 like you were giving me. Yeah. Uh, congrats. I, I texted him. He hasn't texted me back yet, so he's taking the crap out of me. Yeah. No response. Um, you think he has your number saved? You think that's the problem? I think that because he's been waiting for that bottle of wine for three years, yeah. he's probably just like, man, this guy's kind of a loser, so I won't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Or he could just be busy because everyone's congratulating him on being a multi, multi-millionaire now. What are we going to do when he's around the, the, the office and stuff? I think I'm ready to fully sell out 
Like, if he wants me to be his turtle in Entourage, and just, oh, like, wow. I think I'm ready. Like, he I don't, doesn't seem like an Entourage guy. He's too, no. he's too buttoned up. He's like, no. small, real small circle. No, like. he would shudder at the thought that I just threw out. Um, of yeah, me being like, around more him constantly. <laughs> Ian Hap likes a dose of me. Like he's a, Let's talk about Ian Hap. Hold on. I like want to get some thoughts on I'm his head. flu shot. Like he enjoys it for a little bit. He gets sick and then he leaves. Ian Hap is a businessman. <laughs> okay. He's he does he's represents some athletic clothing brand. That if anybody else did what he does on their social media with this athletic clothing brand, I would be laughing at them and being, what are you doing? But Ian Happ looks so good in these like ads and these commercials that he does for this thing. He's a different person, man. Yeah. Like he's kind of got a little bit of everything. Professionalism to the to the max. Yes. This guy's buttoned up. No, no loose strings anywhere with Ian. Uh, but also, I think he can get down with the boys if he needs to. Like, I think he's a guy. I think he's got a little bit of both, man. I, he's become a leader there in Chicago. I'm happy to have him sticking around for that long. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm just really excited for him. It's really cool. I, I told him, I said, it's got to feel really, really good because finding that mm. 60 M's coming your way, man. It's awesome. Congrats, Ian Hap. Um, 61. 61, thank you. Uh, and, yeah, if he times it right, he'd still be 31 at, at free agency. So I, I don't know. I, I I haven't talked to him yet about it. But uh, Oh, he big leagued you too? I, uh, you know, let's not focus on that. Um, <laughs> Trev, we weren't even going to talk about the Cubs. Um, no, dude, you're kind of right, though. Ian Happ, like, you're like, okay, Ian Happ, you, you know, you play baseball. You're, he kind of checks every box. Like, when you step away... You're like, yeah, if he does a modeling shoot for, like, men's athletic wear, you're like, yeah, good-looking oh, guy. The hair's looking good. He's in shape. Like, podcast, yeah, knock yourself out. Gold glove, sure. If he has a two-run game, business. you're not shocked. Like, he's uh, he's got a cover. What's wrong with him? He's got, he's got so much time on his hands. You know what he didn't have right here, buddy. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sick of this, dude. Yeah. Piss off. Um, <laughs> Trevor, the National League. Um. Not a ton of massive topics. I mean, the one that I just love is a topic in general. I wanted to save it for Wednesday, but I think the news cycle will move away by then. Harper playing first. Uh, that kind of blew my mind, man, because we've talked about it a lot. There's the old stigma of first base. Like, I don't know, throw the big kid over there and let him play first. First base has become one of the most athletic, important positions on the field. And for a Hall of Fame guy to even offer that, to be like, you know what? I know it might not be pretty. This experiment could end quick, but I'm yeah. going to go for it because um, it is not easy to go from outfielder to infielder to play first base to have rockets hit at you. Never mind worry about the scoop on a double play or throwing a second. Like, um, I, uh, dudes like that, and you already knew it, but Bryce Harper loves baseball. And the fact he's willing to do that for a team, man, Pretty cool. We can go a million different ways with this. All the things that you just mentioned, scooping out a ball, making a throw at a second, those are all the easy things. Like learning how far you can go into the hole before getting back to the base. Right. You know, bunt plays, you know, relays. There's a lot of situations where you, you have the ball as a first baseman. 
And if you don't play there often, you can get lost pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the shift being with the shift being gone, it actually helps first baseman out because when we had the shift, first baseman essentially became second baseman. And what they would tell you is get us like if you have a shift and your second baseman is a pull pull for a right handed hitter. Second baseman is going behind second base and you'd be essentially in no man's land. You go as far as you could go where you could get back to first base. Yeah. And you wanted to have range. So you try to go a little bit further and you just have to hustle. It was a, a bad deal for first baseman. I think this, the sh- no shift thing has actually helped uh, first baseman out defensively. Uh, but for Bryce, dude, this is my first thought on this thing was fuck, he's bored. Like he's sick of rehabbing, mm. dude. Like he wants to get in there as, as soon as possible. When you're rehabbing, you want to play. And you don't want to just hit. Like, I want to go play. And I think that's what he's really thinking. It's like, okay, if I can play first base, I can free up the DH position. We got a couple dudes out there that really shouldn't be playing the outfield. Um, if anything, they, they're going to need some days off. And if he's in the lineup every day at DH, that means no Schwarber, no Castellanos yeah. getting to DH. So if he can be at first base, which obviously Reese not going to be there this year, Derek Hall is going to miss a bunch of time. So like they're kind of just piecing it together over there. If he could be at first base, opens up the DH spot. Now, you know, what can they do roster-wise? They can put one of those guys at DH. They can also go out and get, you know, another outfielder, maybe a defensive-minded outfielder or right. a guy that can at least is, is serviceable out there. And now you can plug him in out there and not just tie up the DH position. But like you said, it's going to be a long road. And they have Bobby Dickerson there, who's a great infield coach, and he's going to be working with him. And, and – it could end before it even starts. If they get out there and it's right. just like not looking good or he doesn't like it or whatever. But I think for the most part, Bryce is – he has that mentality where if he puts his mind to something, he's going to go finish it. Because it's, so it's worked every time in his life, Trev. <laughs> yeah, I could see him like being out there for like an hour, hour and a half every day just getting his ass kicked by Bobby Dickerson, but loving every second of it. Yes. Because the, the alternative, Jake, is fucking <laughs> sitting around twiddling your thumbs rehabbing, bro. So he's like, he's like a dog, a puppy yeah. dog. He's like Noodle when you've been gone too long. He wants to fucking go on a walk. Yeah. Bryce Harper wants to go on a walk, dude. He wants to go on a run. Take me to the dog park, Jake. Athletes that love their sport. Like Kevin Durant is a base is a basketball loser. Like he watches, like he goes home, he watches games. Bryce Harper is a baseball guy. He's he's gonna he's probably gonna be around it forever. Like he might be a coach and stuff. And again, he's got he's gonna end up with like five hundred mil in his bank account. So he probably doesn't need to do that. Um, the dude loves baseball and yeah, you're right, dude, this, this story could be gone. Dombrowski could trade for a first baseman and everyone goes, whoo, all right, <laughs> that was close. Uh, but the fact he's willing to do that, man, cause guess what? When you hear a guy get kicked to left field or right field, you know, you get a fly ball and let's see how it goes. It's not always easy for everyone, but you might not get another ball the whole game pretty easily. It happens. First base. If you start all having a long. bad day. That can be a very long day. A very long day. So, I love that. Um, Marlins, you won the series, and Arise had their first triple. How the hell, or first cycle. How the hell is that possible? They've been a franchise since 93, I believe. <laughs> what? They're the last team to do it. That's what Chris Rose told me. I don't know. Sometimes I don't trust all of Chris Rose's sure. research, but 
I think it's true. They're the last team to have a cycle. It did, it did shock me, but it doesn't shock me that he's the guy to do it. Um, he's been great for them. You know, I think, again, like we, we talked about it when the trade happened. Like this could be, this could be the win win trade, you know, that teams yeah. always are going for. Like, I, I, I don't think team, I mean, I guess you'd want to fleece the other team in a trade. Like, you'd want to send someone that just sucks and you'd get someone good in return. Obviously, it's probably the best case. You want to half fleece them. Like, you want to send them like a top starting pitching project who becomes like a good reliever for them. And you're like, yeah, you got something. This has been great for both sides. Yeah. So Lopez is doing his thing in Minnesota. Rye is doing his thing uh, down in Miami. And yeah, I mean, he's impressive, dude. I think he's hitting like 600 or something. Can I, I'm going to go look at his stats right now. Oops. Let's see. It's a casual six. You think it was 587 last time I checked. It's 500. Now I'm sorry. Thank you. 23 hits and 46 at bats. He's already amassed 1.3 war baseball reference war. His OPS plus is 238. He's worth two and a third people. So. Go rise, bro. That's that's fun, man. I, I'm, I'm curious to see like what numbers they come up with in like arbitration for him. Mm. He's making 6.1 this year. I believe this is his first year of arbitration. Uh, then he's got two more, 24 and 25, and then he's a free agent. So starting out at 6-1, I mean, usually they kind of double. And this guy's got real potential, man, to like get paid, and I love it. He's a good dude, too. He's nasty. I, I love the way he hits. It's violent. It's contact while being violent um, that uh, not many guys can do. Otherwise, you'd see more guys do it. Um, I think it's it's really hard to do. By the way, I think he looks great in the Marlins uni. I, I don't know if it's just the uni or if he if he got it fitting well, if he changed the numbers up. Uh, he looked good. I was like, okay. whoa, that's Luis Arise? He kind of looked like Diesel. We're on the Twins. Oh, that kind of good. Like, it fit him well. I once, Diesel might have been overstepping my boundaries, but you were like, okay, Luis Arise. We're on the Twins. It was like, okay, this dude just hits everything. Um, I don't know. I sound off in the comments for all our Luis Arise body people. Um, Trev, uh, we are in it, man. I, I guess what any any of these series? Do you think you need to? What do you need to scratch on? Scratch an itch. I on? wanna. I want to snap to Jordan Walker, who yeah. had his uh, twelve game hitting streak snapped yesterday. Um, after going zero for four. Uh, he's 20 years old. Yeah. He doesn't look, I mean, like, no. he kind of does have a baby face. When, like, when uh, Kelsey did a rapid fire thing with yeah. him, and he, like, when you, when you hear him talk, like, okay, he's still a young kid. But he's just so massive, and he's so, like, uh, intimidating in the box that he doesn't look like a 20-year-old. But I think it's, I mean, look, dude, that's that's incredible, dude. It's incredible at any point in your career to go out there and have a hit for 11 straight, or 12 straight games. Like that's, you feel like you're on top of the world, but to start your big league career like that, I mean, talk about confidence, dude. And then we, we kind of, we touched on this on baseball today a little bit. Uh, he's been really aggressive on the fastballs and a lot of teams will approach a rookie and say, all right, here's fastball outer third. What are you going to do with it? Teams are going to stop going to do that. Yeah. Stop. They're going to stop doing that to him. Um, I even think the Brewers in their series started flipping up first pitch, breaking balls to him. It's going to happen. I think now 
you celebrate this 12 game hitting streak and you're happy and you have confidence. I want to see the little micro adjustments that he's going to have to make. And I think he will make them. I think he's good enough to do it. He's got enough veteran leadership there with Goldie and Arenado that can really help him get through stuff like this. Um, but I want to see those. And that's like my, one of the, my favorite, one of my most favorite things to watch young guys go through is that little transitional period where it's like teams start to have a book on you. Pitchers start to figure you out. They don't treat you like a, a rookie where they're just kind of like trying to get ahead of you the fastball. Like they have a game plan now and then it's up to them. It's a chess match, man. We always talk about it in baseball. Like what are you going to do? You got, you got to think ahead. That catcher, they have all, they have so much information on you. So much information on you, where you're hot, what you're, I mean, right now, like the, the biomechanic aspect of like uh, game planning is nuts. Where's, where's his swing plane? Mm. Okay. Well, let's not throw it there. If your swing plane is a little bit more vertical, well, guess what? We're going to go top of the zone with you, motherfucker. If it's a little more flat, we'll throw the sinker and you know, like it's everything comes down to that now. So it, the adjustments are even more paramount. Um, I want to see him make them. I think he's going to. Trev, uh, you could show me a picture of him, and I, I guess I would, I don't know, I'd guess he's somewhere between 18 and 25. You know, he's a big dude. He's in shape. Like, sure, I, I don't know when you talk about his age. That interview with Kelsey, that was a mature man. Um, and at, <laughs> at 20 years old, that always blows my mind. Like, I'll, I'll give athletes to 25, 26 to kind of start changing the, like, you got to grow up or – because, you know, you, you live a different life, Trev. I said, you know, you, you skip Stanford. You got the signing bonus. Like, you know, I, you, you play baseball as a career that life's a little different. Um, and, I mean, some guys are built from it. Some guys have to grow into it a little more. Some guys don't. And they're some of the outliers that you can probably name a guy or two from your guys' favorite baseball team who it didn't work out. And it seemed like there was – the stuff happening not during the games was part of the problem. Like Jordan Walker, give me as much of his stock as you're selling. Um, go go watch the the interview with Kelsey. I mean, that's a that's a dude. That's a dude. Um, they got to start winning some ball games, right? Yeah, five and eight Cardinals. Let's go. They'll be all right. They'll go. Jay Flair hot on Instagram. Um. He's, he's something else, man. Let me tell you, that guy, he's really coming into his own as a man. He is. I, I oh can feel gosh. it. I can feel it. Like, he, he showed up in an outfit that was very much... Some guys, when you see, like, the NBA, baseball, whatever sport you watch, when they show up in their outfits and you're like, you're trying too hard, Jack Flaherty is, like, now so comfortable in whatever he's about to do that he's like, look, I'll be that guy. I you know what I am that guy. He is, and guy. he is, and he he's, is. He's something else. Uh, I a couple things I wanted to mention before we get to the IL. Um, where is it? I had it up here, right here. Uh, Philly's offense finally gets going. That's nice. You mentioned they put up a bunch of runs on Sandy. They got to get going. Bryson Stott. They moved to the leadoff position. He's been having a really good start to the year. So they put him first. Trey second. Schwarber third. I think that's interesting. I wonder how long that sticks. Um, Mets, kind of a nice series, a nice job against a really good Padres team doing their thing. Um, Scherzer has a really nice start there. There There's something else I wanted to mention from this game. Alonzo's still hot. 
Pass through something else. I forget right now. Oh, I'm patting myself on the back. I know you are, dude. You're David disgusting. Robertson, baby. You're I keep telling people this, dude. This guy's filthy, and we're getting him on one-year deals. And obviously, you don't want Edwin Diaz out of the freaking off the roster. That sucks. But between him and Adam Ottavino, like I guess they had like a meeting saying, "Hey, ain't no egos here. We're gonna pitch when we pitch." Um, high leverage situations, depending on when they come, whoever matches up best, we're going to go do it. I think that's awesome when you have veterans buying in like that, being able to do different situations. And they're going to stay afloat because they have these guys. You were cashing in your Robertson ticket, and I think there's a little more merit than me cashing in my Pirates ticket. It's a little early. He's been fantastic, and he's got the track record. But you know, I to to fully cash in that ticket and X out my face. That was, I don't know, Trev. <laughs> I did X out your. Face. I don't know. You know that, that might have been a, a step too decision far for me. I was like, you know, <laughs> fuck this guy. Boom. Um, um, Braves do your thing. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, Eddie Rosario went off the last game with a homer and a double. Sean Murphy, welcome. And then you mentioned the Arcia news. Um, you got Von Grissom waiting in the wings. I think a lot of people wanted to see him win this job to see what he could do because he's like another one of these homegrown yeah. guys who has the talent. We're going to see it. Yeah. No, I think – Ready uh, or not. You know, there might have been Braves fans, or I think even we were surprised that it wasn't Vaughn out the gate. Um, but guess what? Like, baseball happens. So uh, the 22-year-old Vaughn Grisham <laughs> will, will get his chance to prove what he can do. Um, Last thing before we go to IL, Max Muncy brought back the step back. Mm. I know he likes it against the Giants, and like you know when you feel comfortable against a team, like sometimes results happen because of that. Uh, but there was an adjustment made. He brought back the step back, which is people don't know it's the beginning of your load. Instead of just kind of like loading up in your hip, you physically, literally step back with your back foot, and that kind of gets your load started. And just kind of gets you more grounded. You feel like you're using the ground. You hear a lot of hitters talk about using the ground. The step back will do that. Kind of gets you loaded preset almost. Mm. He brought that back. Sometimes I don't know why guys get away from certain things. He did at the end of last season. I was at the game. I was like, what the hell? Max Muncy's doing that? That's like a Chris Taylor thing. Mm. That's a Rob Van Scoyk drill, the hitting coach that he would do. And uh, Muncy got away from it in spring training for some reason. Started off slow. Now he's back. 1.019 in 75 games versus the Giants. So he's been Yeesh. he's been an MVP um, in about a half a season of baseball versus the Gigantes. Uh, Trev, let's burn through some I.O. Some interleague action. Houston at Pittsburgh and Houston... They take two out of three. Will that get them going? Trev, my favorite little tidbit. You know, we get into the early season reaction mode. Houston, the last three seasons, has started six and seven. Uh, oh, so if, if you had your Astros take lined up, ready to shoot, <laughs> hey, it's early. Uh, Jihuan Bay, uh, walk-off homer, looking sexual. You might hear about him later. Astros, Urquidy in that last game shut down while Jordan and Tucker and Framber. Yep, that's their formula in the first. Cubs take two out of three from the Mariners. We already told you, they signed in half. Times are good. 
Plus, they win the first game. Smiley versus Castillo. That's a fun little pitching matchup. Cubs had a 2-1 lead. And then Kelnick. And then Horner. Uh, In extras is the Kelnick breakout happening. Nelson Velasquez hits a grand slam. We're happy for him. Uh, First of his career. Uh, Man, a lot of people are talking Kelnick. Talk Cubs, winning record, and they win this series over Seattle. And then Halo's Nats probably won't be our deep dive. I'll tell you what, Patrick Corbin got a win, and I was happy for him. It's not as pretty, but hey, it's a win. And then the Angels take the next two. Otani Day, so he shuts them down. Seven shutout, one hit. Reminder, he uh, he also hits real good. Um, And then uh, Halo's take the last game. Renfro, nice game there. and I think, Trev, that is what happened in the interleague. So uh, I got in my Astros fun fact there, the six and seven thing. Um, don't ever count those guys out. I don't care what. I mean, they could, they could be 0 and 13 right now. I'm like, they'll be all right. Just a reminder that it's, it's still so, so early in the season, but we want to get into that, react about our team, know this about a team. Uh, some of these, some guys have had, a bad two weeks that will have incredible seasons. Uh, we're still there. Do you remember when we started talking about Framber Valdez because he's just had the smallest little glove and we loved it. He was pitch, he was pitching pretty good. We're like, dude, I yeah. love this guy, Framber. Yeah. I like the way he pitches. I like like his demeanor on the mound. Like everything about him. And almost like a Nestor Cortez, this guy's become one of the best pitchers in in the league. Yes, and like right in front of our eyes, and he's just like has just done it consistently. Start after start after start. He's broke us down, bro. Yeah. Like, Framber Valdez is, like, an absolute bona fide ace. And it happened – I don't want to say it happened out of nowhere because it's taken – I mean, he's been doing it for a couple years now. But, like, I remember the first time we talked about him just kind of messing. Like, this guy's got a tiny glove. What's up? And here he is, dude. Seven innings pitched, three hits, two earned runs. He did have some walks. Um, but he's had an incredible start to the season as well. The Astros are a freaking wagon, dude. Shout out the Pirates for taking one of those games. Uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Mm. Um, and then we, I mean, dude, these two fan bases, the Cubs and the Mariners, mm. they're all over us. The Angels fans are also all over us too. We got to talk about that helmet in a second, but uh, Stroman continues a, a really good start to the year. Nico Horner. Huge walk-off hit. That was really cool to see. Um, he had some really cool quotes about it. He said, uh, I was just so happy. What a special thing to experience. He's totally, he's totally right, by the way. It's yeah. a very special thing to experience. He said, the whole team running out towards you and in front of this crowd, it's what you play the game for, just to have a chance for moments like that. It's very true. Happy that he has the perspective uh, that he sure. does. Uh, Kelnick, on the other hand, mm. doing his thing, hits an absolute fucking tank. And he has made some adjustments. And he, do you remember when we talked about, I was like, man, how come guys don't get fit for their bats? And then mm. all of a like, sudden, why like, isn't we're that more some, of a thing? People are doing that. I think the Mariners sent a bunch of guys to get fit for their bats. And they te- they were testing these guys. They were hooking them up to all the freaking wires. And they were talking about how efficient Kellenic's swing is. And uh, so I don't know if like what kind of bat they hooked him up with. But he has made some adjustments. His posture is a little bit different this year. If you go back to last year, as he was struggling to find anything, he had so many different stances, dude. Yeah. 
all over the place with his stances and his setup. And sometimes that doesn't mean that much because you get to the same place. You're trying to get to a certain place and the setup is just a, you know, a way to get there. But you see it with a ton of young guys. There's, if you have a lot of excess movement in your setup, it's difficult to be con- to get to that spot that you want to get to consistently. So eventually you see guys tame a lot of that shit up. Like if you come up and you're like with the bat and yeah. whatever, like eventually in the big leagues, you kind of taper that down a little bit. And then when you get going and you feel comfortable, you might bring a little bit of it back, but everyone makes those adjustments where you eliminate excess movement. He's done that and he's, He's going off, man. He got, I mean, he's getting opportunity this year to play. Like that wasn't that wasn't like a for sure thing that he was going to get a lot of opportunity to play this year. He is, and he's doing well. Trev, I, like I, it, man. I, I haven't followed Franchi Cordero's whole, whole career. I know he's always been an exit velo guy that scouts drool over, and it's, the Yanks have tapped into it a little bit, or it's just a couple hot games, and that's baseball. Uh, his swing looks so basic that I think you'd love it. Like it looks like the the easiest, just like gentle leg lift. Swing the bat through the zone. That's it. Like, no funny business. Um, and Kelnick, just a reminder, 23 years old. So, as, as, yes. I, as I mentioned, don't, you know, don't punt on some players. It's early for the Astros. Um, you know, base, hey, is Dansby Swanson, is Dansby Swanson becoming a freaking <clears throat> star in Chicago? Yes. Yes. I wasn't Dude, sure how that move was going to What? I've got a Dansby rant that's for another time. It's Okay. It's been bizarre. I I know there's some metrics that aren't great. Like his arm strength is low and earlier in his career he didn't hit. For some reason, there's people that don't treat him like an elite shortstop. Um and I don't know why. Um like I almost think it's like he's too good looking. So people want to be mad at him. But he was the best shortstop in the NL last year. Like Lindor, some of these guys that put up massive seasons, his was best. People are worried about his defense. He won the gold glove last year. Guess what? Maybe he's going to fade at shortstop. Everyone does. What Dansby's doing right now, like, it's okay to enjoy it. I don't know. Who have I been fighting about that? Why am I so emotional? I don't know why you're so mad. That yeah. was weird, I mean, he, right? I think I think he got talked poorly about in the offseason because he was the lesser of four mega superstar shortstops. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, he's not Bogarts or Correa or Trey Turner. And not many fucking people are. Right. And guess and it what? It doesn't mean you're a bad ball player. On every, <laughs> That's a really good On ball any player. given day for, I think, the next two years, he also can be those guys. We've yes. seen him do it in the playoffs. We've seen him do it like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's a little almost prospect fatigue with him because I think he started off slow in Atlanta, but he's been great since 2019. Anyways, um, Trev. We got to talk one sec. We got killed by angels fans saying that the reason they didn't take the samurai helmet on the road is they didn't have it for the first road trip or uh, that's what they were saying and also they were still getting it ready to travel so they might be taking it on the road and that's all we said was if they don't take it on the road we're out if they do take it on the road we're in that's it here's what i'll say uh, you would have more relationship with clubbies and people in the org and things like that 
if you're a Major League Baseball team and you want to bring a helmet, I think you figure it out. So that, that's where, where people were using the excuse of, like, they couldn't, they weren't going to figure it out this trip, but then they were. I was like, wow. I don't think they had it. I don't think they had it. For the so first gonna, one, I don't gonna... think so. But didn't they also follow it up with, like, it's not coming this time or something? I don't know. We like the Angels, we dude. I, don't, I love the Angels. They burnt me last year. I'll never believe in them until they make the playoffs. But I like the Angels. They don't like us at all. <laughs> they do. Not you, the Angels. Angels Twitter. You know Nate Steele leads, leads that band. Nate Steele's got a lot. You know, he's, he helps us out a lot. If we didn't have Nate Steele, we'd be, we'd be screwed with Angels Twitter. They have stars. Oh, Hoppy's still hitting, and that's looking like it could end up, you know... We saw the other side of that trade working out for Philly. It's starting to work out for them. And uh, yeah, shout out Griffin Canning, man. He long, long road back, six hundred and forty nine days since his last start. Uh, that's a lot of days, man. July second, twenty twenty one. He had a stress fracture in his lower back. Um, it's good to see him back. That's cool. Yep. Hey, I I won't give everyone the speech. You don't need it right now, but. Otani, Canning, Sandoval, Anderson, Detmers. Do what you want with that. Like, each of those guys has stories and a chance, and some of them, you know, Sandoval's fully broken out, and Shohei's the best to ever play this game. So, like, Angel fans, we get it. Just know you've heard a lot of feelings along the way. And I would love to believe, but I'm going to have to believe in, like, August to believe. Nate says it was not us. It was the caption posted along with it. So, Kyle, figure it out. Or oh. who, and whoever else is running the socials, don't get people mad at us. Our social media team, if I can get dragged, that's what gets them excited. But I guess you I could think s- say the same with you. Trev, let's get into the second half of the show. Uh, you know, some series were out there, but we may be talking about them in a minute with some of our awards and player performances. And, Trev, one way to perform... How about Blast Motion? Do you know about this, Trev? I have Blast Motion. The Blast baseball swing trainers and swing analyzers attached to the knob of any bat providing real-time feedback. Trev, this is what you've been looking for. This is one of the answers to these fucking pitching nerds who've cornered the tech tech market and baseball market. Well, guess what? We're coming back. 3D Swing Tracer. You compare your swings. Smart video capture technology. Understand what you're doing at the plate. And Blast Baseball. Don't worry about the weather. Where my Northeast Kings at? Bust it out in the basement. Get your hacks in. Go to BlastMotion.com. B-L-A-S-T-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Enter code TALKING. And you will save $10 on Blast Baseball personal swing trainers and swing analyzers at checkout. Check out the link. Let's go, hitters. You got three of them right here. Like, let's go. Join the club. Three bangers. Three you know, bangers. I like this thing because it's a cool noise that plays after you swing. You get your swing speed. It mm-hmm. has like this cool like ding ding noise. Yeah. And Teddy freaking loves it. He's always trying to swing as hard as he can. And I, I think that's really good for kids. Yes. Learning to like, swing as hard as you can. Like your body naturally will like put you in the right spots to do that. I actually did that in my practice yesterday. Nice. Um, I like this a lot. Kids love it too. Trev, I love your standout performer who you've alluded to a couple times now. Corbin Burns, my mm. guy. We, I like Corbin a lot, dude. Yeah, He's always been friendly to us uh, and he's absolutely fucking 
fucking filthy. You famously picked him to win the Cy Young, and he did. Oops. So that was cool. He goes eight innings pitch, three hits, no earned runs, and probably the most impressive thing, no walks, eight Ks. Mm. His last or his first two starts, not good at all. He switched agencies. He left my CAA. Mm. He left Ollie Linton. Hey. <laughs> and went over to Boris. He had some problems with the arbitration process with the brew crew. I think he's had a lot on his mind to start the year. It's a contract year for him. Um things were things were going on. First uh start against Chicago, five innings pitch, four and runs. He walked three people. Second outing against the Mets, four and a third, uh, six earned runs. He walked two people there. Not striking out a lot of guys. Three strikeouts apiece in those games. Doesn't seem like a Corbin Burns that we know and love. Against your snakes, though. Yeah. A team that's hot, man, and, yes. and pesky. Eight innings, three hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. It's nice to see him kind of figure it out. We know he would. We knew he would. Um but an excellent performance and the brewers who have been great to start the year and doing it and maybe different ways than they've done it before. They need the, the top end pitching to be the top end pitching and have those guys, the freshmen go off and have some of the top of the line go off. And then it'll be the complete team that they are. This is the start of this high end pitching going off. If he keeps it up from the past two years and hits free agency, the year after this one, he is going to put a big boy number on the scoreboard. Um, and yeah, I know even even in our brief time talking about him, we we ended up getting talking about like you know pre arb arb one and contract stuff. And yeah, it's uh, I I know we talk about it, and anyone that listens to our show understands it. But the the business of baseball that has to be on these guys' mind while they go through it. You know, he's been in trade rumors and stuff, real or fake. Um, but yeah, like I said, third start of the year after it, when year one comes out and has a couple ads eh, to start the year, that third start's kind of important. Like either yeah. a red flag goes up and you're like, whoa, is something up with our dude? He comes out, he does this against the NL West leading snakes. Yeah, they would have been swept if it wasn't for him. Hey, before we move on, Beavers, uh, do we end the amp? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna tell Rosie to get on it because we're we're running a little late. I'll just tell him to start on amp and then I'll come. Yes, I, I got the notification that they were that, that they had scheduled the show to begin, and we lost you on there anyway. So I just ended the, the amp. Get the crowd warm, uh, Trev. Well, you text Rosie. I will tell you a little bit about Ryan Mountcastle uh, mm. and you know stand up. Who's he, Mountain? <laughs> you know we like to highlight. Normally, one game in these. We've got some in Fuego and other stuff that's like, who had the biggest day at the office? His nine RBI, that's a pretty good argument. Uh, when you have two homers, you're responsible for driving in nine, which, by the way, he's now driven in 19 runs on the year. Mm. Uh, mm. And six homers, Trev. And a reminder, if he didn't play in Camden, where that, giant ridiculous move back wall is now he might have seven or eight I, I saw one against the Yankees that no doubt um would have been on Yawkey if we were playing at Fenway oh. um it's as big of a day at the office the Orioles showed me something in this series I know it's the A's I I guess I thought the league is going to see the Orioles this year and I 
thought the league was going to fight back a little bit. I've been saying that a lot. This Orioles team, with their offense, they are not out of games, and they are young and dumb enough that if they go down, they're still coming. Uh, and they proved it in this series, and they've got hitters up and down the lineup, the Adley walk-off. Final reminder, Trev, Ryan Mountcastle and I connected for life because... You made out with him in college. Something very close to that. Oh, His okay. wife and my wife had their bachelorette in Key West the same weekend. They made out and in they that, well. That's what it was. I'll let your imagination work. <laughs> but again, still a funny image of Jess, Jess or her friends walking up and be like, oh, your husband plays baseball? Mine's short and talks about it. Um, must have been in a who's more moment. famous. Hey, we don't, I, you know, uh -huh. how do you even measure something like that? Uh -huh. So, <laughs> you, uh, Ryan, that's I got a lot of his baseball cards. I'm happy he's going off and uh, nine RBI, yeah, one game. <laughs> that's got to feel good, huh? <laughs> a two RBI day home. feels pretty good. Nine's got to feel real good. Let me tell you what you do after a big game like that. This is this. Let's get into it, okay? You have a big fucking game like that. You go home and you taste yourself for a mm. little bit. You're watching MLB Network. You're you turning it. You're you're tuning in a talking baseball series yeah. recap, and you just want to hear people say good things about you. And I'm okay with that because so often as a hitter, man, you're losing. When you get these big games, I can't feel it, dude. Mm. Let that. Let that permeate through the skin a little bit. Get into the organs because you need it. That guy went home and just watched the highlights. Was like, I just hit nine RBI in this motherfucker. That's fun. You you still think I should be nervous about saying, I think after this season, Adley Rushman's the easy number one catcher in baseball? Um, He's in the discussion. I think it's still there's some guys there that are like, hey man, like don't forget about what we've done for several years. I won't. Yeah. I, I won't. <laughs> I just think that dude might not be right. Um, Will Smith is he's really good. Fucking legit. Really and JT Ramuto so hot. Is Adley Rushman hot? Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah, he's got to figure out his look. He's still. Young guy, full young guy look. The hair's flowing. I think there was a bad goatee. But Does he got a little Travis Snyder in him? Just like a little bigger Travis, Travis Snyder? Snyder. Yeah. I've seen him be funny on the internet, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> I see him. what you're saying. Right. Uh, let's let's find out together. Those those O's are gonna have the most comeback wins in baseball. A good bullpen in that offense and young and believe, that's your formula. Uh <laughs> Trev. Hit it. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. A lot of guys had big days this week. Who are some of them? That wasn't a joint. That I had my toast on this Just paper toast, towel. People. Aluminum. I'm, I am not toast right now. I want to be. Yeah. Max Muncy is on here. I think he's on here uh, twice. Or no, that was standout performance. You could have picked one of two games against the Giants. But... In that series, five for nine with four homers and 11 RBI. Luis Arise, we know what he did. Seven for 12 in the series against Philly. Two doubles, a triple homer. 
Only two RBI. That is indicative of his team not performing offensively. Hey, guys, let Luis Arise drive you in. Bottom of the lineup. Let's go. Mm. Like a war plane just flew over my house. What's going on <laughs> with that? Are we under attack? Is it Red Dawn? Ryan Mountcastle, you just talked about him. Five for 16, four homer, 12 RBI. That's in four games. Bobby Witt Jr., six for 13, a triple, two ribbies, four stolen bases, though. He had three in one game. Nico Horner, six for 13. <clears throat> Nico Horner, that's a good name, man. Mm. Uh, three ribbies, four runs, two stolen bases. Ronald Acuna is lighting the world on fire. Seven for 12, four ribbies, two walks, a stolen base. Kelnick figuring it out five for nine, a double, three homers, three RBI, three runs. Brent Rooker, that's a mistake on the sheet. Dalton, it's not Roker, it's Rooker. Oh. This is my guy. Six for 12, uh, three homers, nine RBI. That's in four games. That was against Baltimore. Corbin Burns. Already talked about him. And Zach Gallen, who is mad at us, confirmed mad at us. Yeah. Uh, he has a great start. Seven innings pitch, three hits, zero earned runs, only one walk, 11 Ks against a stingy Milwaukee offense. And that is who's in Fuego. Awesome. Uh-oh. Holy. Right-hander Logan Webb and the San Francisco Giants in agreement on a five-year, $90 million contract oh. extension. A lot of money going in the bank at some point. We like him. I should have made more money, man. <laughs> I'm happy for these guys. That's what a feeling that must be. That's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. Good for Logan Webb, man. I want Logan Webb now to grow his hair out. Yeah. Just not give a fuck and just say, I got nothing to <laughs> Just go to full San Fran and really leans into it. Aries oh Edo, boy! More successful on the pitch, maybe. Um, Trev, I'm skipping this whole injury section. You guys know who Hate got it. hurt, and there's Hate a ton it. that suck. Adam Duvall, that stinks. Um, Seager Anderson. No, I'm gonna stop saying names. I hate this segment. Um, Jeffrey Springs. Oh. Uh, hate this segment. Yoshida Conforto. Trev, let's give out some awards. Big Daddy, and the awards are brought to you by MLB Nine Innings. You like baseball. You're listening to Talking Baseball. This game is baseball. Wide variety of game modes, league mode, live PvP. You got 2,000 player cards you can collect, all the stadiums, logos, uniforms you're looking for. And, man, play with some of the icons. Find out. Don't listen to Trev about Jim Tomei's stories. Play with them. See that power. Carl Hubble, yup, invented the telescope. Walter Big Train Johnson. Download and play MLB 9 Innings 23 today with the link in the description or at the App Store. And it's, uh, it's a good roll. I've been opening it, cracking it here and there. Get me through the subway. Uh, Trev, your first and final award of the show. My award is the, well, I was going to call it the Jiwon Bay yeah. Comes Hard Award. Oh. But I think I'm going to change it to Utility Players Can Be Sexy Too Award. And it is about Jiwon Bay. He does play for the Pirates. He is number three. And if you saw, he hit the walk-off homer with a massive, massive bat flip, which I'm okay with, especially on walk-off homers. Do whatever you want. Do cartwheels around. Uh, but really where this guy has been shining, he's a young dude. Uh, I'll let you talk about like the appearance in a little bit after sure. I'm done. 
He's been shining defensively. We've seen a bunch of highlight plays already. The first one I saw was in Boston when he went up uh, against the monster and stole an extra base hit away. The cool thing about him is, like I mentioned, he's a utility player. And typically, utility players are gritty and they're grimy and they're baseball rats and they're like me and Jamie Carroll and we're just mm. getting the job done. We don't necessarily look so flashy and good. G1 Bay is not that way. This guy looks good wherever he's at. He's been playing some center field. He plays shortstop. He can play second base. Now, we always would talk about, um, we would always talk about O'Neill Cruz, Key Brian Hayes. These are the reasons we're tuning into the Pirates. Well, O'Neill Cruz isn't going to be there, man, mm-hmm. which sucks. But we always also always talk about when someone gets injured, it creates an opportunity for somebody else. So right now, Bay is going to play, dude. Whether it's going to be center field, most likely he's going to be uh, at second base. But what they've been doing with him, too, is they've been starting him at second base and then moving him to center field for defensive purposes. This guy's moving all around the field and making plays wherever he goes. He's making utility players sexy, and I'm thankful for that because you can be. I think utility players are the most important people on the team. You can have your stars, and you know what stars do? They do what they do best. You know what utility players do? Everything else. Mm. All the things the stars don't want to do, you know, playing different positions. Um, that's why we talk about Bryce Harper. Like, oh my God, right? Bryce Harper wants to play a different position. Uh, bro, this is what utility players do on a day in, day out basis. They give you roster flexibility, they give you lineup flexibility. Managers will are probably the only people that gush about utility players. How many times have you heard a manager be like, Man, I wish I had nine of those guys, I could move them around all over the place? Giwan Bay is doing that. Um, and it's exciting to watch him play. And I know you have some things on his appearance. You call him a K-pop looking star, which I get because he is a good looking dude. He's 23 years old and he's just running out there like his hair is on fire. And I love it, dude. So I wanted to give some shout out to him because we don't talk about the Pirates too much. And when we do, it's usually about a few different players. This guy's kind of come out of nowhere. And now I think he's on a lot of people's radar. Like, hey, I want to see another defensive gem from this guy. And we're going to see a bunch from this year. So shout out G1 Bay. You get the make utility player sexy again slash G1 Bay comes hard award. Trev, uh, great award. Um, bat and lead off a little bit for the Pirates. And yeah, you talk about baseball is a game of opportunity and he's going to get it with them. He's 23. He's playing all over the field. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I posted the clip this morning and now Trev, I'd, I don't want to get you a little sad, but people are in my replies. I get when he was seventeen, uh, some some assault allegations. So I'm I'm finding out about this live. I didn't know any as about we that. do this, and I know you just found that out. I just found that out. So let's let's find out what that is. And okay. it's not great, but hey, we were also wondering like, how does a guy like this go under the radar? Um, and maybe there wish you would have let me know about that before I gave my. <laughs> it's okay. Because now, <laughs> well, Trev, I mean, this is also. Let's find out what it was. He was seventeen, sure. and I'm not downplaying anything. But let's we'll all find out together, and from there we make our own assumptions. What he's doing on the baseball field right now um, is pretty crazy. And yeah, I know. Talking baseball posted a uh, like video gif of him, and he looks. If you told me he was like the most famous person in the world, I'd believe you. Um, like you're saying, Adley Rushman's trying to like still figure out his look. Like Bay figured it out, and just crazy ironic that I mean the last name Bay, like a made up thing in our culture, 
or wherever it even came from. Um, to see that on on the back of a number three Pirates jersey, uh, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, go Pirates, go! I'd consider selling their stock. <laughs> you brought you just brought me down. <laughs> I know because I know you hate that, and I. But hey, it's we're we're here to tell the whole story, and I I feel bad because I before this I was telling you like, <clears throat> God, he looks so good in that clip. Well. Um, Hopefully, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my report now. I'm out. Hopefully he was young and dumb and grew from whatever happened. But yeah. Um hate that bay. Trev, I'll save you with my award. Um I'm giving out the suburbs award. Um, okay. I'm just curious yeah. about this one. I saw on the sheet. I've uh, you know, for a while now I've lived in the cities and you know, we've we've talked about baseball and you know, Javi Baez in Detroit playing games that don't matter. Or, uh, you know, we, we talk about the big city, who can handle it, who can't. Uh, sometimes things get overblown, I think, especially in small sample sizes. Andrew Heaney came over to the Yankees and played the worst baseball of his career. Um, was it the big city? Was it the timing? Was it luck? Was it, what was it? I don't know. Um, 35.2 innings. A 7-3, 2-E-R-A, uh, and it was, outside of one game, I mean, it was tough. It, it was tough. The internet was not nice to Andrew Heaney. Even, like, Trev, you had to talk down uh, Luke, former intern, now sales Luke, who's, like, a nice guy and doesn't even, like, isn't in baseball for takes at all. He was like, Heaney, man. Like, what? Like, how, how is this real life? And you were like, dude, you, you'd probably love Andrew Heaney. Like, he's a dude, he and he's good. <laughs> um. Andrew Heaney got uh, whatever they were drinking in L.A., and he put together a fantastic year. Results, ERA-wise, haven't been there yet. But he sets an AL record for consecutive strikeouts. Um, yes. And any time a record is broken in baseball, especially with how much we've been talking about the Maroons recently, there's been a lot of baseball played. Anytime you set a record, that's pretty crazy. So... Heen Dog's out of the city. He moved to the suburbs a little bit. Even Arlington is kind of the suburbs of Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, I hope the results come. I'm rooting for him because, man, if he used the internet at all, you talked about Ryan Mountcastle using the internet after his big day at the office. If Andrew Heaney used the internet after some of his sad days at the office, yikes, because New York was tough on my guy. Um, that I hope... I hope it's clicking wherever he is. And he gets an MLB record out of it. So there you go, Heen Dog. It was nasty, too. That was that yeah. fast, he was just throwing that fastball at the top of the zone. And he comes from such a low arm angle uh, that, that looks even – it looks even – or it's harder to get on top of than a guy that comes on from the top of the ball. Yeah. Because you're expecting it – to ride a little bit there and the low angle arm slot guys you're just trained those guys are going to kind of like sink it and it's going to be more like horizontal uh but he has that good spin that just stays up there and guys have i mean they're swinging under it every single time yeah i, I don't think he even threw or didn't strike anybody out on a slider the entire first time through the lineup yeah and then he started mixing up some slide balls there uh the second time through it was filthy man i mean that's the that's the potential that teams always talk about the swing and miss stuff that he has so it was cool to see man and he is a good dude he uh that 
Texas has that kind of funky camera angle. I think it's a little set a little higher and a little more behind if I'm Zoom describing it correctly. But his fastball looks so badass from that angle that I like I support it for Heaney days because it, it moves like a blitz ball. You're like, yes. what? Um, happy for you, Heen Dog. Um, he had a he had a tough first start with the Rangers. Right. That like I think in <laughs> in two months we're gonna be doing some funny butter knives. Put that in your rear view, Heen Dog. You guys, I love you. Finish the show off for me. Chris Rose is yelling at me. I'm yeah. 17 minutes late for our Ooh. other show already. So I think we're gonna have to figure some stuff. Out we're gonna have to because I'm gonna, I can't out. keep getting yelled at by Chris. Okay? I love you getting yelled by Chris Rose. Get out of here, Trev. We're gonna do the same. So uh, leave some comments. We love you guys. Enjoy the weekend of baseball, and we'll be back here. Oh, little boogie. We'll be back here to talk about it Monday. Thank you, everyone. Go baseball. Go Trev. Mad Chris Rose. I'm okay. Chick sucks. Uh. We'll make it.